Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Five shocking stats show the actual financial situation, economic situation in the United States of America headed into 2023. And it's nothing like the reframe the media keeps giving you. Eh, we're in pretty good shape. We might head into a recession. No, 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 no. We're in a place we really haven't been before. Stat number one is from the Wall Street Journal from an article called Housing Slump Set to Give Fed an Inflation-Fighting Assist. Sounds like good news until you read the article and your jaw just drops. Here's why. The Federal Reserve's interest rate increases they rate have brought on a housing slump as severe by some metrics as that of 2007 to 2009. Already? Already. Wait, 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 wait. We're in a housing slump as severe as 2007 to 2009. Folks, that precipitated the Great Recession. We're already there, and we haven't seen the worst of it. It's jaw-dropping. Okay, but why are we here? Well, it's on purpose. The Federal Reserve hiked interest rates through the roof, right, to slow down economic activity and caused already the equivalent of the housing market crisis of 07 to 09. And they're not done yet. Why did the Federal Reserve do this? Just slow down inflation. See, that's the problem. Because as the Federal Reserve is slowing down inflation, Congress, which caused inflation, just passed an omnibus that'll require us to print around a trillion dollars. What'll that do? Cause more inflation. So let me bottom line it for you because it's shocking once you understand it. To combat the inflation Congress already caused with the printing of recent years, we have already had to take the housing market back to the great slump of 07 through 09. If you lived through that, you know how painful it was. And we're already there What will the Federal Reserve have to do to bring down the inflation after we print another trillion? And what does this mean? The new policy of the United States of America is to jack rates through the roof, make people poor, crush their jobs, and take us back to great recessionary housing stats, all so Congress can go on another run of the printing press, all so they 
can print more money for the next omnibus. In other words, this is how Congress intends for us to live now. And we're all ready from the rate hikes where we were 07 to 09. The inflation from the omnibus that they just passed over Christmas hasn't even hit yet. They haven't even printed that yet. What does that mean? We'll see inflation, at least the rate go down a little, but then it's going back up. You can literally predict these things by what Congress passes and how much money they'll have to print to fund it. Congress or any group of people to look at already having decimated the real estate market at an 07 to 09 pre-Great Recession level. Look at that, shrug their shoulders and go, eh, we'll keep printing. Folks, there's no word for it. It's insane. But wait, Tara, didn't hiking interest rates work back in the late 70s and early 80s? It sure did. In fact, you can end inflation quickly if you hike interest rates through the roof. And we did back then. But here's the difference. Congress stopped printing. And under Reagan, we went back to sane energy policies, which leads us to insane stat number two, which comes to us from the UK Daily Mail. And it's shocking. Think your electric bills are high now? Oh, wait till you get your February bill. Right, because the tax increase, the massive tax increase on natural gas that most people don't even know was in the Inflation Reduction Act, that'll hit January 1st. You'll start to see it in your utility bill if your electricity is sourced at all from natural gas. How bad will it be? You might want to sit down. According to the American Gas Association, this new methane tax will result in a 17% increase on the average family's utility bill. Let me repeat that. 17% increase. Folks, this is as we had that poll going into Christmas with 25% of parents now struggling to afford all their family's food needs. Can you imagine the cruelty of this? Democrats don't care, though. Here's the question, and the UK Daily Mail doesn't get into this. You might want to read this article, by the way, because it's shocking. It's, uh, think your bills are high now, question mark. All the tax hikes hitting Americans on January 1st revealed electricity costs to shore, and even your nest egg isn't safe. So here's a question. If the average family's utility bill will go up 17%, what will that do to the average manufacturer's utility bill? Will we be able to make anything in this country affordably? Will we be able to compete at at that level? I just don't think so. What's that going to do? It's going to drive inflation through the roof in the later part of the year because all those new energy costs are going to be packed into the cost of your food and all of this other stuff as manufacturers and producers have to pay them. Anyway, since the first of these utility bills for both manufacturers and regular families won't really go out until February, the shock hasn't hit yet. People don't know what's coming. The next shocking stat comes to us from the Financial Times of London, one of the top three financial publications on the planet, definitely a mainstream media source, and it is shocking. It was a terrible year for both stocks and bonds, the Financial Times reports. But like how terrible? Historically terrible. It was the worst year for the bond market since 1871. And the worst year for the long-established 60-40 investment strategy. Um, That's just been the typical investment advice for a long time. 60% stocks, 40% bonds. Just do that. Yeah. Well, if you'd done that, 
Worst year since the 1930s. So normally you see, hey, if stocks are a bad investment, bonds do okay. That's gone. The situation is so extreme again that this is the worst year for stocks and bonds since the 1930s and the worst year for U.S. Treasury bonds since 1871. And they chart it. That together, they say, shows 2022 was what they call, quote, an extreme outlier, unquote. It shows the extreme weakness that's caused by Congress being absolutely fiscally reckless. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Number four, these numbers. The S&P 500 finished down a whopping 19.44% for the year. The Dow off by nearly 9%. And the NASDAQ melted off a staggering 33.1%. Now, the U.S. financial media is so controlled and censored, as is really social media, to hide the reality. But the reality is this. $10 trillion with a T in American economic destruction. And Americans now really have to turn to foreign media like the Financial Times to learn what a disaster 2022 was. The state of denial of the U.S. financial media is, honest to God, just so, I mean, it's, it's, it's shocking to the point of being surreal. One of the things, if you watched any of it for any length of time over Christmas that you would have heard was, oh, we need to find workers to fill these jobs. They're still carrying on um, with the fabrication that the country created millions of jobs last year, but it didn't. That's the crazy thing. The Philadelphia Federal Reserve admitted that the federal government's jobs numbers were wrong. And I think that the Philadelphia Federal Reserve was chosen for this in the hopes that most Americans wouldn't notice. And I think they waited till right before Christmas to announce it. But you remember going into the midterms, Joe Biden was prattling on about the millions of jobs that he had created. It was the only bright spot in the economy. Well, it turns out that was fake. Yep, those numbers were wrong to the point of they had to have been faked. I mean, it couldn't be a rounding error. In the aggregate, they write, only 10,500 net new jobs were added. Between when? Oh, March through June. Total? Total. 10,000 new jobs March through June? That is absolute stagnation. How many were we told were actually added? 1.1 million. Wait, that didn't happen? (laughs) No, it wasn't 1.1 million. There was only 10,000. So what this means is, folks, this country isn't creating jobs. We are already deeply in a state of stagnation before factories and families get whipsawed with a 17% increase in their utility bill. Never mind the inflation that'll be created by the printing uh, that'll be necessary to fund the omnibus bill. But it doesn't have to be this way. Now there's an easy way to fix it. We can just decide we're not going to repeat the 1970s when bad energy policy and a lot of printing nearly broke the nation. Joe Biden and the financial media like to talk a lot about how all the Western countries are suffering. Why this is a worldwide melee is nothing to do with the politics or the printing press, but that's not true. 
there's one country Joe Biden never mentions. It's India. Why? Because India roundly embraced an India first policy, all but copied from Donald Trump. It began building coal fire plants and coal processing facilities at a record rate when the rest of the world rejected Russian oil in 2022 and shut Russia out. India refused to condemn the Russian invasion of Ukraine and then turned Moscow into its largest oil supplier and dismissed our condemnation. In other words, the total opposite of our energy policy, India runs on cheap energy and our Ukraine policy. How'd that work out? Pretty damn good. 7% annual growth. Think about that. 7% annual growth. I began pointing out to listeners about two years ago, it was something of a scandal in that country because their finance minister, it was believed and people were furious, um, was not bringing coal fire facilities on scale fast enough, opening them fast enough to be able to keep up with the manufacturing demand since so many manufacturers are moving to India. So what they do? Step up the pace. What's the U.S. on track to do? Close all of its coal-fired facilities by 2030. I don't know if we'll hit that deadline, but that's the policy goal of the Biden administration. What does it mean? Well, we'll just be getting our goods from India as we transfer the coal production from our plants here to their plants there because coal is 21% of our energy mix. How we will compete with a country like India, which is being run on cheap coal and cheap crude, when we've just added a 17% methane tax to our natural gas bills, I have a freaking clue. I think the answer is we can't. We're about to find out the hard way. So prediction for the year, you're going to see a little bit of a plateau, uh, maybe a little bit of a decrease in the rate of inflation, and then it's going back up. It has to with all of these factors. So might want to prepare. Legendary real estate market prognosticator Michael J. Burry put it this way. He thinks that the inflation rate will go a little bit lower at first, maybe even negative. The U.S. will hit recession. And then he writes, the Federal Reserve will cut and the government will stimulate. In other words, print will have another inflation spike. It's not hard. If we don't want to live this way, well, we can just do what India did. And here's the thing, folks. The turnaround in India was shockingly quick. You look back at 2019, they had a 3.74% growth. Their growth, like a lot of the rest of the world, went negative in 2020, that's COVID. But the year after, came roaring back in 21 at over 8% and looks to finish the year at seven. It's a simple formula. Don't spend what you don't have. Don't print what you don't have. Embrace cheap energy and you'll live like kings. Maybe we'll all end up moving to India. Battleground America with Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.